Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books and movies and TV shows. This is episode two, number 237. We've now done as many episodes as the room number that some creepy stuff happened in The Shining. Huh. Nice. I feel like the most of the numbers, uh, the room numbers and creepy stuff happened in The Shining, right? Like numbers like one through like 500 probably had some creepy stuff happen. We just didn't see it. Well, that's possible. This is the one with like where he like... This is like the, the, the guy in the suit, lady. right? Yeah. Oh, that was that room. Oh, okay. This was the one that he was not, like, the only room he was not supposed to go into, and then, like, the door was open and some stuff happened. I don't, it's been a little while, but. Good movie, though. Didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is scary. It's, I mean, it's mostly just about lights shining on things. Oh, don't like it. No. <laughs> Much brighter than you'd expect. It's kind of hard to take. Are there any ladles in that movie? No ladles. <laughs> not but... there were in this one. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of movies with imagery that will stay with you, this week we're talking about Gozu, the 2003 Japanese film. This episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com. If you go to that address and sign up for a trial membership, you can get an audiobook for free, and you can support our show, both of which you keep even if you cancel your membership before it costs you anything. And this week's episode is sponsored by Alex Hankey, who says, quote, I saw it a while ago, and I'm not sure if it's actually bad or just really niche. I know that Takashi Miike has a diehard following that could explain how well-crafted every scene is, but I also can't get past how opaque, disjointed, and pointlessly grotesque the whole thing seemed to me. Maybe I'm just not cool enough to understand the genius, or maybe Miike scars people's minds so they develop Stockholm Syndrome and fall in love with him. That's what Alex wants us to figure out, so we're sort of on a detective mission to find out if he actually didn't like it or just didn't get it. <sighs> All right. I'll get on my deerstalker cap. <laughs> Is that what you do when you're on a detective mission? What do like you Sherlock do Holmes. when? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there another way to do a detective mission? <laughs> I mean, I do have a magnifying glass I carry with me. Okay, that's great. That's the other thing I have. <laughs> I have a pipe and will blow bubbles. How about that? Damn it! I have, I have a veteran friend. We can bring him along. Great. Great. <laughs> All right. And we can also shoot some cocaine into our veins. Shoot yeah. it into your veins? It's a great place for cocaine. This that's sounds what he like does. this is going to be a really fun episode. That, that's what he does in the books. He doesn't do it so much in the TV show, but in the original Sherlock Holmes stories, anytime uh, he doesn't have a case, he mainlines cocaine. But cocaine! I know. Cocaine! I know. That's not what people usually put... People usually put that there, right? I mean, they, they maybe they did at the time? It's you could say the same about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's, oh, if you want to force us to read or watch anything of your choice, if you want us to be a detective for you, the dear stalker cap, and if that doesn't go there, then you can go to read-weep.com, click on the green dollar sign, sign up for our mailing list, and we'll let you know when we have some more sponsorships available. Do that, read-weep.com. Go there now. Let me introduce you to the panel for today. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. You can tell my voice from the other guys because I'm the one who is announcing the other people's names. I thought that would be enough, but apparently we're all Ezra's to some people. <laughs> I like that I'm the default. Yeah, I, do. I, I mean, I don't, but I'm, I think he would. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me introduce you. He's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's main voice at Ezra Fox. Alex, everything I'm about to tell you is a joke. Don't take it seriously. But that is a Yakuza attack dog. So I'm going to go <laughs> kill it for you. Aww. Yeah, he's got a weird joke-telling voice. Yeah, and also really, really good commitment. Because <laughs> yeah. he definitely like, killed serious that... serious commitment. <laughs> he, commi- he killed that chihuahua. Yeah. For, for the joke. For the joke. Yeah. And then I... he continued to remain insane. Yeah. <laughs> Also joining us, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. What do you mean, Alex? Yesterday was hot. No, today's cold. Yesterday was hot. Are you no, wearing a t-shirt? Yeah, I was wearing a t-shirt yesterday. Now it's cold. <laughs> no, yesterday was hot. No, no, no. I okay. I liked them. We have to explain this because it doesn't make any sense. So there's, a, there's a character who for two scenes only said that. <laughs> over and over again and he, he was on a phone call on a payphone, and he had like a giant stack of uh, coins and was just feeding the phone keeping talk keeping on talking to this guy and telling him that yesterday was warmer and apparently got okay. on the other end 
but what was awesome about that yeah. was that later when he was talking to other people, he said, you know, it was hot yesterday. And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, that's what I was telling him. But he was like, nah, yesterday was cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in his defense, his friend is insane for thinking yeah. it wasn't hot yesterday. <laughs> yeah. He was in a yesterday t-shirt. Was of so course hot. it was he warm. He was in a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. It was hot yesterday. <laughs> also oh, joining dude. us, he's he's at Carter's T42. Is that on, on Twitter? Right? That's how you'd say it? In I, Washington, I, I, D.C. I, okay. What? I, I would what? probably say Carter ST42. Yeah, I think it's more than one Carter. Okay, that's fine with me. Is this like a different model of... Um, Carter Street 42. Yeah, Carter <laughs> Street 42. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I like, this is like Okay, so you're Carter, and you own like like a shittier version of the T1000, the T42? Yeah. <laughs> Not it's a, shittier, it's, just it's, earlier. It was a prototype. Yeah, yeah but it's it made out of PVC lot, right? piping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a 3D printed thing. It was not great. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. he's in Washington, D.C. Please welcome back Mr. Stephen Carter. Uh, sorry I was late today, guys. The, the bad boys of my junior high school were there, and I couldn't disobey them. <laughs> <laughs> who? I'm curious, Stephen, who were the bad boys of your junior high school? Oh. <laughs> well, they're but- obsessed with weather. <laughs> 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 One of them mean mugs a lot. <laughs> all right you guys let's talk about the movie gozu uh chris i'd like you to summarize Ooh, it for God. us in in the style mm. oh i've got so many choices in the style of what the fuck is going on <laughs> uh yeah or in japanese i was gonna say nope. in the style of two guys at a coffee shop but you already talked about that so maybe it should be in the style of a an abused brother who runs an inn oh yeah that's a good point yeah, although he didn't really say much. Yeah, close to nothing more except than he ouch. Talked. Yeah. He, <laughs> he seemed very shy. Yeah. He got whipped a lot. In the style of a cow's head? Really, Chris, there's a lot to choose from here. Why don't you just try to clarify what happened and <laughs> what we'll the decide what the style was. <laughs> okay, so um, Gozu is this Japanese movie, uh, by, and it's kind of a horror comedy, surrealist, David Lynchy type thing. Um, but it, it sort of starts out as a Yakuza movie where these Japanese gangsters are in a crime family, sort of a smallish crew. And uh, this one guy who's sort of a lieutenant, his name is Ozaki. And Ozaki is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of going paranoid schizophrenic. He, he, you know, we already mentioned he, he's, he tells his boss, like, hey, this is a joke, but that dog is a Yakuza killing attack dog. And so I need to go kill it now. And he, like, swings it around by the leash and, like, slams it into stuff and, and kills a little chihuahua. And he does the same thing with cars and everything Even else. if so, the chihuahua was a trained Yakuza killer, yeah, it's it, like the threat pounds. level is still minor, right? It's very small. I think you've yeah. underestimated the training level. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's, right. and that's how a... they get you. That's how the Yakuza <laughs> gets you. Also, yeah. dogs like that are, like, super fucking annoying. So it, it probably would just, like, annoy you until you leave. <laughs> annoy you to death. Maybe he's gone crazy because of the yapping. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, it is determined that Ozaki needs to be put out to pasture. In other words, killed uh, because he's now a liability, being a crazy person. Uh, so right. they have. And what better his, way to kill your brother than on a road trip movie? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a road trip movie where um, this guy Minami, who's sort of a junior level yakuza guy, who actually um, Ozaki had done some work with, saved his life once. Like you know, Minami's pretty indebted to him. And the test for Minami is he has to deliver um, Ozaki to the guys who are going to kill him at this dump. They're going to like squish him or you know whatever. Um, and if he does that, then he'll be a made man. Then he'll get to fill in the rest of the color on his back tattoos, and he'll be able to, you know, do all the normal, like, Yakuza stuff. That's the dream. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, living the dream. <laughs> just, just the normal Yakuza stuff, you know. Yeah. He gets to go to the meetings. He gets to be in the clubhouse. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he gets to sit nearer to the boss when they have their little meetings at some restaurant. They have, like, uh, yeah, they have, like, uh, like software developer style uh, stand-up meetings it sounds like yeah scrums yeah they have some scrums (laughs) chris i i so wait so are they not like brothers they call themselves brothers brothers but they capitalize it right so well i think it's sort of they're members of the same gang therefore they call themselves brothers okay but how come then they have that history where they showed each other their penises well Sure, but well, you're in the Yakuza, you, who don't you show your penis to? Yeah, right, that's part of That's the perk. Why would you become a Yakuza if you don't want to show some wing? 
Yeah. Wait. So so they really weren't <laughs> actually related. No. I did, I did not. I, I, I think. Huh. I think it was I, meant to be a little bit ambiguous, but I don't think they were. Yeah. Huh. Um. So anyway, it's uh. Yeah. They they didn't spend a lot of time talking about mom. They spend a lot of time talking about their you know their the rest of their gang. And so I, I don't know. And their penis. That's yeah. true. And and, and and some some light dick grabbing. Yeah. Um, Wayne Gay. But that's later. <laughs> um, so um, basically, Minami has to take him to this little town to get um, to get him killed. And to get murdered. <laughs> on the way, Ozaki flips out, tells him to stop the car because he thinks the car behind him is a Yakuza, a trained Yakuza killing car, and right. like almost kills some poor lady before. Minami In his defense, him. there was a Chihuahua driving the car, so it was a reasonable <laughs> mistake. Same Chihuahua. Really well trained. Um, yeah, and they're just sort of driving along towards the small town, and the road just stops at a certain point. Minami has to slam on the brakes, and he's driving a sixty-one or sixty-four Mustang or whatever, and like there's no mm. padding, so. Saki's head just goes slams into the the front of the car and uh and he's dead and so he's just this like corpse um that minami to keep up appearances is propped up and put sunglasses on so people think he's sleeping in the car or whatever and uh but they they do make it to the town minami is trying to figure out where to go to to contact this this group to get his uh his dude like squished or disposed of or whatever goes into a restaurant the restaurant's really weird uh he goes around town looking for this gang and you know people are just really some weird folks and it sort of transforms into just like a series of slightly connected scenes that are uh you know a lot of different weird stuff going on and he has to stay in this hotel the hotel is run by this like older brother sister couple and the sister uh like lactates a lot and it's implied that she's Squeezing breast milk into bottles and delivering it. I to mean, children. it's not really implied when they show it happening. Right? Yeah, that's okay. not a, yeah. that's not an implication. That's not a, okay. And then like breast milk starts like dripping from the ceiling, and yeah, there's just a lot of weird stuff. Um, at Basically, point, they go on an adventure like if Blue's Clues, like if right oh during God. Blue's Clues, Blue had smoked a bunch of DMT. That's what happened. Oh God, yeah. I mean, like it's like where's where's Ozaki? And like let's find Ozaki. And like it turns out there's just all this crazy shit going on. And uh, turns out Ozaki was hiding in a vagina. Well, we're getting to that because Ozaki <laughs> actually. After some dreams where a minotaur hands him a letter that when he wakes up, he has the letter that says Ozaki went to the dump. He goes to the dump. Uh, Ozaki's been squished and, and, like, pressed into, like, basically dry cleaning. And um, and then he goes back to the car, and there's this lady there. And this fancy lady claims to be Ozaki. Wait, what? Ozaki was a 40-year-old guy, and now he's a fancy lady in her, in her 20s. What's going on? Well, um, it's never truly explained, but he takes it sort of on credit that she's his <laughs> blood brother. He's um, persuadable. He's persuadable and also kind of wants to do her and mm-hmm. actually really wants to do her. Uh, well, but we doesn't just... when, well, no, but like she's like, if you want to have sex, just, you know, let me know. And then he never does. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, and then he, and then he really does. And then he does. Yeah. Basically, they go back to the boss, and he goes, here's my brother, and he points to this fancy lady, and everyone's like, what? And she goes, no, actually, I'm this other person uh, who's, like, the daughter of some crime boss, and the boss, who's really (laughs) horny... She's another person. Yeah. (laughs) The boss, who's really horny, and basically... Um, has been criticized for thinking with his dick instead of his head, uh, sees Pretty Lady and is like, oh, I'll take you back to my place and I'll help you out. And so there's this weird sex scene where he sticks a ladle handle up his butt. Which, to, which to had a precedent hard. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was his thing. This is the second occurrence. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's set the scene. So in, he he tells this young woman, <laughs> yeah, sorry, that in order to become aroused, he must put the the ladle, uh, a soup ladle, the handle of it, uh, uh, up his rear. And so he's like, "You hang out here. I'm gonna get myself ready." And then he goes to a window seat yeah. that yeah. has seven small volcanoes. Yeah, yeah, that's why I got that. Also. <laughs> Each of which with a different stirring implement. How do you guys keep your ladles? <laughs> I've never needed sex ladles, but uh, that is where I would store them in small volcano shelf. Uh, uh-huh. Right. I think it's a it's Scientology the only thing. It's a volcano. <laughs> it could be. The magic comes out of volcanoes. Yeah. OT4! And you're um. wondering, you're wondering, once he selects the one of the, the hardness of hard. Yeah, uh, that's right. He has somewhere that's like, sort of like medium hard or, you know. Anyway, he chose, chooses that one, and you wonder: Do you think he's gonna 
you know, if he lives by the ladle up his butt, is he going to die by the ladle up his butt? Chris, tell us the answer. (laughs) Definitely. Minami, (laughs) right before he's going to have sex with female Ozaki, uh, he bursts in, beats him up, and then electrocutes the ladle that's up his butt in order to electrocute him to death through his ass. Yep, that's what happens, guys. Uh, That's totally what happens. And then, to celebrate... Uh, Minami and female Ozaki are gonna do it because she's wearing the crotchless Givenchy crotchless panties that he gave her <sighs> and then when he starts having sex with her <laughs> then something inside her grabs his penis and it turns out it's a it's like a full adult male hand that's in there and it turns out male Ozaki has been hiding this entire time inside of female Ozaki <laughs> and then there's this crazy fucked up childbirth scene where <laughs> Male Ozaki comes out and he's like, I mean, it's not called childbirth, it's called adult birth, Chris. <laughs> yeah, right. adult birth. Right. And and then uh, it turns out uh, that female and Ozaki should, just needs to be dipped s- in, into water and then she's fine and everybody's buddies. Yeah, right. Yeah, everyone's okay. Yeah. Everyone. We should also point out that, like, nothing there was, like, metaphorically implied. That all actually happened on screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, including, yeah. I mean, the horror part was showing all of it. She seems like she's not loving that she's giving birth to an adult, but like even <laughs> even during the shoulders, I think she was underreacting. She um, was underreacting. Yeah, I I, I was grateful for stoic. that honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think there's precedent for how to act in that situation. Yeah, I don't know when when you are a female version of yourself giving birth to the male version of yourself. I don't know how you're supposed to react. Yeah, I uh, I mean I would guess it would hurt. That was all that I was thinking. Well. Uh, it might. It might. It might. I, uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about it now. Let's. Uh, yeah, that's the end, right? Yeah, you've probably at this point, listeners, you've probably heard enough to know if this movie was for you or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think you have. I think you need our editorial comments. But mm. before we get into that, we're going to start with a compliment. So everyone has to do a major compliment uh, and then a minor compliment. Yeah, it's called a compliment sandwich, Stephen. You have the right to go first or last in the major compliments as our guest. Uh, Which do you prefer? I'm going to go first. Um, Lay it on us. I will. So I'll start just by saying that I actually really enjoyed this movie. And I thought okay. it was great. Mm-hmm. Why and was I that? do not... Uh, well, for one reason. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing, we actually just talked about it. But my first compliment is uh, for the ladle thing and for a specific reason, which was just like... I really admired the Yakuza boss's confidence with, like, he was just really confident about the fact, like, oh, yeah, I need to go stick this ladle at my butt to get hard. Uh, I'll just gonna do this right in front of you. It's totally fine. He didn't try to hide it. I just really, really, yeah, like, he, my compliments for his self-confidence. You know? nice. He didn't apologize. He, like, he, he was, like, he told her, like, this was something that she would be, like, this is to your benefit that I'm gonna do this. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, like 50% of the world like probably sticks ladles up their butts. I'm one of those people. I'm just going to do this, this right now. This then is we'll a feature, not a bug. That's that's how he presented <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So I admire that sort of self-confidence. And, uh, you know, you can see why he worked up the, the rankings to be the boss. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, he also like was on the phone while he was having sex with somebody else. Uh, the guy was all confidence. I mean, I wasn't as cool about that. I feel like that's like that's kind of rude to bo- to everyone involved, really. You know, you're, right, you're doing two things badly instead of one thing well. Yeah. Well, yeah, you that's... know, the life of a yakuza boss—you have so many people begging your attention at every given moment. Yeah, right. but he's not like he's like he's not using the soup ladle to like to give out soup to homeless people. Also, he's like he has some sense of like. <laughs> Is that what it would have taken? <laughs> Is that what like he was, that he was multitasking? <laughs> You didn't like two ideas, but if, if there had been a third one, you would have been fine. <laughs> one of them serving food with your ass ladle. <laughs> <laughs> really ass? That's going to make it okay? That's your issue. <laughs> That's exactly my point, but yeah, sure, let's go there. <laughs> All right. Ezra, why don't we find out exactly what your point is? Why don't you be second? So a while back, um, I read a book that I'd forgotten about, but I actually kind of liked it. It's called um, Good to Great. Uh, it's by uh, Jim Collins. It's kind of about like... basically how making like you know how you can transform a company into great stuff um and one of the points instead of you firing instead of firing a bunch of people he has this idea of getting the right people um in the right seats you know that you might have people at your company who could be doing a great job in some elements but aren't doing a great job at the jobs they're currently at instead of firing them or in this case killing them you know i was gonna say it sounded like you were saying instead of firing them drive them to small town Japan and squish them. I mean, no, here's the thing, right? So here's a liability, right? You have like someone who like is in a place of responsibility who is now crazy 
okay, problem. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty helpful if you're like a gang member to have one crazy guy. Like that's that's not a liability. That's like that's value added. You know, you right? Just make you sure need a wild you card. That crazy guy on the people you want to get crazied up. I don't think I buy this as a business strategy. I think I mean even if you put this guy in a position where he couldn't murder dogs, right? And no, no uh, that's my point. It's fine to murder dogs, just only the dogs that you want him to murder. Right. So what if your business is not murdering dogs? If there's like a zero dogs needed to be murdered in this company, like maybe he's not right for you. I'm sure you, well, yeah, then you could fire him. But but in this case, like I think you <laughs> would need some crazy shit going down. Like this is a this is a crazy world. I feel like he could earn his keep in other like other jobs. Well, and also I, this this is an organization that takes very like a lot of care when they have to murder somebody. They have to drive them across the country to a small right? town and then go through a lot of antics he to has, kill that person. Yeah, he has a week of per diems and travel expenses. Like, this yeah, is- if, <laughs> if you just have one crazy guy who's just going to do it, you know, that's probably better for your company. They they go to that much trouble to kill him, and yet they just talk about it on the phone and in person. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not sly about it. They're like, "Could you drive him to this dump and kill him?" And then when he gets to the dump, they're like, "So what body do you want us to dispose of?" They are not worried about being bugged at all. Oh yeah, and, and I forgot they they turn they turn the bodies into like um like kind of dry like cleaning. pressed skin suits. Yeah. I guess yeah, like dry cleaning. Yeah, with all the tattoos like perfectly visible, so you can identify. Right, and uh, and. And a barrel of goo. That, that just seems like a liability well, that, also. That's the insides. The goo is the inside. Yeah, yeah. They really don't... Yeah, they're not... Yeah, this would I be can't very, get behind like, it. If the cops showed up, this would not be great. Yeah, I so. think I think you're, you're wrong, Ezra. I think this is not a great way to run a business. And it's one of the many things that reminds me that I'm glad I'm not in the mob. Because you would have to work with some crazy people. There would be some crazy co-workers. Well, I mean, they're trying to keep it crazy free. And I can respect that, I guess. But I just think it's like... I think it makes sense more just to channel the crazy. It's way easier than try to fight against yeah. the crazy. Yeah. yeah I th- if you're a crazy you gangster, don't keep him in your normal gangster department. Move yes. him over to the crazy gangster. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, well, I'm not going to argue anymore. Chris, what's your <laughs> major compliment? Uh, my compliment is that I like riddles. There's a riddle in oh, uh, yeah. in this movie where when he goes to huh. see the guys who are going to help take care of his brother, they're like, oh, well, I'll help you if you solve this riddle. And the riddle is sort of weird. <laughs> With side but, note, and if you don't solve the riddle, I'll take something very important from you. I, yeah. Okay, well, Chris, I want you to hear what you say about the riddle, and then I'm going to talk about how much I hated this. Oh, okay, because actually, so the riddle is what passes but also takes, and the answer was time. I was really shooting for me at every family dinner ever, because I'll pass the rolls, but I'll take a roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I've been like someone who is generous and likes rolls. Yeah. I mean, this is, my, this is exactly my problem and why I hate riddles. Uh, yeah. Like, why is time the right answer? That is a vague question. There are a million things that, that satisfy that. Yeah, it's not a good was riddle. A clever no. answer to that, but it wasn't the only answer. But I, yeah. he did get the riddle right, and I enjoyed, you know, just just a riddle. Okay, but here's the thing: the guy didn't say if you answer my riddle. He said if you answer this question correctly, I'll help you find your brother, and if not, I'll take something important. That deal is too vague. Do not take that deal. No, yeah. how awesome would it be to work for like a company that bases its major decisions off of riddles? <laughs> <laughs> Like, should we take this account on? Uh, well, like, can you answer this question? What has four legs in the morning? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like I, the firm of Gollum, Sphinx, and this guy. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> we'll take you on. Uh, if you could Johnson, I really admire the way you close that deal with the doctor was his mother. <laughs> <laughs> this is way better than what I was going to say. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> right. uh, sorry. My my major compliment now is this. Uh, when the brother's head emerges from the weird girl's vagina, the brother Interesting looks... Interesting start to the compliment. You mean the brother's yeah. vagina? Well, right, which may or may not be his own vagina, but it's not, I'm, not, I'm not sure I buy that. I think it's the girl whose dad was nice to the mob boss. No, anyway. no, no. That, that's Occam's razor, right? Like, it's, it's way easier to say just, there's just one person. I don't think Occam's razor would suggest... <laughs> <laughs> that the guys whose head emerged from a vagina and that it must have been his own vagina. I don't Why think that's have to create another person. That's a pretty direct corollary right there. <laughs> it's not that they had to create another person, Ezra. It's that there was a vagina and he came out of it, ergo another person. <laughs> another physical body, but his identity might have still Yeah, right. That's, anyway, so when, yeah. the, when, the, when, when brother's head emerges from this vagina, right. uh, covered in goo, 
Right. The brother makes this face uh, that I would describe as surprise. <laughs> well, that was my face as well while watching it. No, this is my compliment is that that seemed like the right emotion for that moment. <laughs> I, when he made that face, I was like, that is the right face for what you're doing right now. Let's jump into our hates now, you guys. Uh, let's let's give the gift of hateless panties. You know, oh, just pick someone really special gets those. Yeah, someone who we might try to lay eventually. Well, let's start there as a hate. So his brother gives him these this pair of expensive crotchless panties and is like, "Give this to the girl you want to have sex with because you're a virgin." They're and lucky. So if you give them to her, good luck will make her want to bone you. Okay. That's weird also, but I guess my problem is like, who are you in a not yet sexual relationship with that you are on a giving gift of crotchless panties relationship with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I That seems like a very forward gift for someone who's not already interested in having sex with you. That's a pretty aggressive move out of the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. You may or may not be the person who's related to me who I was supposed to murder, here are crotchless panties. I mean, you won't be in the friend zone anymore. I think we can all agree on that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're leaving the friend zone in some way. That's true. It's a fast track out of there. What direction nobody knows. That's a good point. If you were in the friend zone, you want to escape crotchless panties. So, so good time. news, guys. We found ways out of the friend zone. <laughs> crotchless panties. Yeah, we also the found ways into the Megan's Law zone, I guess. Megan's Law? Yeah, is that the one? What's that? Yeah, we have to like... We have to like um, notify the people around you that you're a sex offender. Is that Megan's Law? Yeah, that's where... That's if unfortunate. You're a, if you're a sex offender, you have to tell all your neighbors. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, guys, guys. If you never want to sleep again... Go to, um, go to like, look up Megan's Law, all right, and type in your address, and it'll no. give you a list of all the sex offenders in your area with mugshots that are horrifying. No. That's yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Does anybody else have a hate for this movie? <laughs> uh, Not probably. for Megan's Law? Yeah, I don't. But my, you know, Megan is a great name, and it seems kind of too bad that it's yeah. sullied this way. <laughs> there, um, there, okay, so here's a hate. Um, that Minotaur guy had a lot of buildup with regards to like being featured heavily in the poster. And oh all yeah, that, you know, stuff. Yeah. Right. The movie's all name literally means cow's head. Yeah, and all he really did was like hand the dude a letter in his dream and lick his face with his cow tongue, and then dude was like, "Up, oh, you know, that's enough cow licking," and then he just left. It was just like you know a guy wearing whitey tighties with a cow head. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems it, like for a movie to be called Cowhead, there should be more Cowhead than that. I think it's a mis like there was more Cowhead than most movies, but like Titanic had a lot of Titanic in it. Yeah, right. It, it would have been yeah. like if Titanic was just like at one point they like they walked past a boat, past a they boat. Dre- he dreamed about a boat, and yeah, the boat was, was like, it. "Hey, I've got this letter yeah, for and you." The boat licked his face and then left, and and then his brother gave birth to himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. does happen in the deleted scenes of Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> I can see why they went over budget. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that cow's head though. That was uh, I thought it was a very well made uh, prosthetic. I don't think prosthetic is yeah. the right word to use. There. Well, and the right? little the puppet, the puppet tongue <laughs> right. was really good. Yeah, it the was tongue great. was super gross. I totally believe that was a cow's head. Yeah, that was something. I'll give yeah. him that. Props was good. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, totally, totally. I, and like, it was definitely dripping. Breast yeah, ca- come. Man, this is just I, a I wet was, movie I in general, not, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a very wet <laughs> the, movie. The moisture of the movie is one of the things that bothered me the most. I yeah, I feel like we just need to like. I would have watched a movie if they could have like bathed themselves in those little silica packets first. That would have taken me out a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. That's the this humidity. movie needed like fifty percent more rags. In it <laughs> yeah, no, it was up. it was moist yesterday. Today it wasn't as moist. <laughs> you know, they always say it's not the lactating; it's the humidity that'll kill you. <laughs> right. I prefer I prefer a dry cow tongue. Oh, very good for you. Like it's um, gross, but it's a dry gross. <laughs> it doesn't um, linger. I I don't know if this is a hate on like unfinished business or respect for the dead, but at one point they like after after this guy who has like half of a white face and half of a normal face. Oh yeah, uh, just like some oh, yeah, we never mentioned that guy. guy whose name is Nose or Nose Chi. Yeah, right. And yeah. he and he had the skin disease of I painted my face white. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very um, obviously paint. Like it's like the Phantom of the Opera wannabe kind of 
uh, disease. Yeah, yeah, um, but with paint. But yeah, so after he uh, talks to his uh, his bully friends, um, they say like, "Hey, it turns out the waiter in that restaurant died three years ago." And then like, <laughs> cut to like this door opening with the waiter pooping. Yeah. Um, and just then he poops, and then they don't close the door. I don't. Yeah. Do ghosts poop I, now? What What's going on? That's how you know he that he really that. was dead. I um I was just preparing to say that because that was like the weirdest part of the movie for me because yeah. it was like it was a normal not normal but it was like kind of a horror movie and then that happened and then there was a big fart noise and then like with even more <laughs> horror music and it was like <laughs> what, what, am <laughs> I, what am I doing here yeah. <sighs> yeah yeah that was pretty gross I don't. And also, like, he was pooping into a hole, and I had been led to believe that Japanese toilets were more advanced than ours, not less. It depends where you go, I think. Yeah, um, but the I, ground toilet model, like, where you kind of have a hole in the ground, is a lot cleaner, actually. I hear it's better for wait, your it's, pooping system, too. Wait, yeah. that is cleaner than the system that has, like, micro-robots that, that wipe your butt for you? Oh, who's like, to say the there aren't micro-robots? Yeah. Oh. What, if the oh, micro okay. robots, what if the micro-robots rebel? And then they stop. Instead of cleaning it, they make it worse. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. They put oh. more poo up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> if so is that what we do here? I don't think so. Are you sure the micro robots aren't like the T42 that Steven owns? That could be. <laughs> yeah, those are my T42s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to bullseye T40. No, 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 no. Um, That's how we got Skynet. Here's something that I do kind of hate about this movie was uh, the I guess learning how universal gay jokes are oh yeah because there's like this one like the nose friend takes him to a hotel like finds him a hotel and he's like hey do you, have, do you have room for my friend to stay and then he's like holding his hand and then the the hotel person says like for both of you and then he quickly pulls his hand away like no i'm not a gay person yeah huh, and, gay. yeah yeah. Oh, yeah and the nose friend was like oh i just got friend zoned <laughs> yeah he got I have a tip for you on how to get out of that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, This movie also does not pass the Bechdel test um, of having two female characters have a conversation not about boys. Um, There are two female characters. One of them is a man toward sort of. Right. (laughs) Has a man inside her. (laughs) Yeah, but it also, you know, they're not. It, so it has women talking to men about not boys or like it has women talking to men about how they're lactating and it's delicious. I, that's a different test, you know. That's, that's, that's a different Megan's test. test yeah. yeah, I don't but. know what that test would be called. The Gozu <laughs> test, Alex, I guess. The Alex Falcone test. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Yay, Alex Falcone test. test. I yeah. because because my wife's name is Megan. I want Megan's Law to be something really sweet. I want it to be like Megan's Law is like pancakes before milkshakes, never sicker or something like that. I wanted something huh, wonderful. Yeah. Wait, you're saying don't have pancakes before milkshakes? I'm sorry, milkshakes before insane. pancakes, okay. never sicker, pancakes okay, before you. milkshakes, everything yeah, uh, but, uh, is bisquicker? I don't know. Man, this I mean, is not gonna... This might take some work to, to get this off the ground, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her law to Megan's be something Megan's law is mostly about bisquick and dairy products. Hmm. Huh. I... We'll think of something cute for her. I want her law to be something cute. I don't know. Well, uh, okay, reading Weep fans, let us know what Megan's law should be now. Oh, make it nice. Um, uh, I, I have, have a, a law. I already have Alex Falcone's law. That's a different what, thing. What is that? A- any idea that you have the internet came up with first, no matter how clever you think you are. Oh, that's Alex Falcone's law? Yeah, somebody else thought of it beforehand, but that's a necessity of <laughs> Alex Falcone's law. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um i have a i have another hate yeah quick yeah. and then uh, and then we're gonna move on um so would w- you find out later that one of the reasons that um what sorry what's the what's the dead guy's name again ozaki brother ozaki one of the ways he got away was when um the other other guy went to the bathroom because he was throwing up um which is when he went to this diner with the the people he uh right, the, didn't the order server. soup yeah, um, with the dead server. He didn't order soup, but they gave him soup anyway, and then he ate it. Because so, it was complimentary, uh, which right. also happened yeah, again. Don't when ever they... eat anything complimentary. Is what Ex- don't is. ever eat the mystery soup you didn't order at the Surreal Diner. That's just a bad move. Yeah, well, But then later, when he's at the hotel, they gave him two portions, and he ate he, the two full meals, and he ate both of them because they said it was complimentary. I think this guy gets me. <laughs> <laughs> It was. I did. I did have a thought in my head. I was like, "Would I eat both portions?" And it was like, "Of course I would." Yes, I absolutely would. And then at breakfast they gave him three, and I was like, "Oh, they're laying down the gauntlet." Mm. 
How at dinner tonight? If I finish these three, will there be four meals? How yeah, many meals will they give me? Food, but then it was like really, it was creepy food, right? Well, okay, so there the was rice was red was beans like... and rice, and they thought that was creepy. But also, I mean, don't eat the milk. I agree with that. Don't touch the milk after you oh, know. Yeah. But everything has milk dare. in it now because milk's dripping from everywhere. Well, that's true. Because <laughs> the it whole makes... building was lactating. Yes. I don't know what was going on. Anyway, Stephen, where were we going with this? Uh, I was just gonna say my hate is just uh, at the rule just you never eat mystery soup oh, yeah don't eat, don't eat free megan's soup law. yeah that's megan's that law could, that could be megan's law <laughs> don't eat free soup i'll run this by megan let okay. you know what she says yeah good. there is some delicious free soup though so i don't know but uh, it depends if you're getting it wait okay here's what megan the carter don't exception eat fr- yeah don't eat free <laughs> soup that's been ladled out of an ass ladle <laughs> I mean, don't eat soup you paid for that's been set with an ass ladle either. I, I think. mean, you I pay for how ass ladle soup. Pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> this ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon. Man. We saw some weird shit. Meanwhile, in the Read It and Weep incinerator room. And that's the end of that. Hey, Steven, you have some stuff to burn, too? Yeah, after watching Gozu, I don't want to hang on to my sexy ladle collection. Too many weird associations. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. That's why I'm getting rid of the spirit-summoning riding crop and giant cowhead. Oh, hey, Alex. Hey, Steven. Didn't realize you had a giant cowhead, too. I was just about to get rid of mine. After watching Gozu, it's just not as fun as it used to be, you know? Hey, Ezra, why aren't you burning any stuff? Oh, that's because I bought my cowhead from read-reap.com slash Amazon. Yeah, it was less than 30 days ago, so I just returned it. What if the things you bought weren't in pristine condition? Well, a lot of things you can sell used on Amazon. It's a great way to clear the clutter without the hassle. And shopping there supports our podcast. Would they take 60 tiny bottles of breast milk? They might. How about a compressed Yakuza skin suit? Sure, why not? W- what about a box full of sexy ladles? thought you already incinerated your box full of sexy ladles. <laughs> yeah, like I have just one box of sexy ladles. Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon. Buy a used ladle today. Or better yet, anything else. All right, you guys, now, uh, by request of our sponsor, Alex, we are going to be playing the game King of Bullshit Mountain. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but Alex has requested that instead of focusing on, like, the how of things w- that were happening in the movie, mm. that we focus on the question of why things were happening. Mm. Sure. So, I, I mean, I think it's only fair that we make Chris start because he won our last game. So, Chris, well, you're going to start out as King of Bullshit Mountain, and we're going to ask you sure. some why questions from this okay. movie, and you have to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, And at any point, if anybody asks a question you can't answer, we will take over. Who has a question for Chris the King? Why did this movie exist? Mm. <laughs> I think it exists to stretch your boundaries, Ezra. When's the last time you've seen a movie where someone with a sexy ass ladle got electrocuted through that very same ladle? This morning when I watched Gozu. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aren't you aware that there's a wider world out there? A wider, more scoopable world? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris, I have a question. Sure, Steven. Um, Do you want to try my breast milk? (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you, Steven. That's correct. That is correct. (laughs) All right, Chris. uh, why Why were we supposed to believe that this guy was a virgin when he had really cool sunglasses and a pretty awesome Mustang? Really, really cool question. sunglasses do not require that you have punched your V-card to buy them, Alex. <laughs> and the Mustang was a rental. It's part of the Yakuza motor pool. So oh. it's not something that he actually has himself. You you know that if he owned that car, he'd be up to here in Yakuza-loving, American car-loving ladies. Well, Unfortunately, actually, it was a loner. That, that has a, a follow-up question for me because I am currently renting a Mustang for the weekend. Oh, what? good for you. Well, no, I wanted a small car, and this was all they had, and it's costing about 50% more in gas. So my question is, why does the Yakuza have such inefficient cars? Wouldn't they have a Japanese car or uh, something like a a Prius or something with great mileage? All right. 
listen here, Alex. You could be fuel efficient. You could uh, roll around in a Prius. But if you're the Yakuza, you're flaunting wealth. You're flaunting how much cooler you are than everybody else. And you don't need to buy into that hybrid technology bullshit. So you why know? wouldn't it be a Tesla? It's 2003. You know it's 2003 also. Thank you. Well, but it, Japan has everything 10 years before us. Why didn't they have the, t- the Tesla 10 years first? The Tesla is one of the few instances that America got it first. Elon Why Musk did America American get that inventor. first, Chris? Because Elon Musk is our country's Tony Stark. Ooh. T- Tony Sold. Stark is also our country's Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Steven has taken it with the steel. Steven, no! no! Steven. <laughs> Steven, Steven, I got one. Um, okay. Why did... He, um, our main character get adult circumcised. Like I feel like that's kind of like a when you're young or not at all kind of situation. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, he he just I, this was only in the subtext, but he just uh, converted to Judaism. <laughs> oh, oh, he's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as long as there's no follow up. Why would you say that? <laughs> follow up question. Why would you Damn say it. that? <laughs> what? <laughs> that could what be the, the meta. He said, "Why did you? Why? Why did he do that? Uh, why did he convert to Judaism?" Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he uh, he's gone to a couple meetings lately, and he uh, really just liked the you know the the community aspect, and he saw Fiddler on the Roof. Really, is the short answer here. Okay, is the I... name for a Jewish Yakuza Yajuza? <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like all the yes no questions. Yeah, I, I've got a question for you, Stephen. So I tried okay. to watch this originally. While, like, in the middle of the afternoon, while I was doing some online shopping, uh, buying, yeah. trying to buy some shoes online, and that yeah. is not the right mood to watch correct. this movie. That's so then correct. I tried to watch it this. Mo- I ended up watching it this morning, like, sh- like nine o'clock after I just got out of bed, and I kept the, the blinds closed in my hotel room, and I watched it, and that was also not the right mood. My question is, mm-hmm. what is the right mood to watch this movie in? Um. Okay. Good question. I think you need to be. Uh, it needs to be like an outdoor film festival. Uh, at, uh, preferably oh, at a fun. at a barn where the, so there are cows nearby that you can hear yeah. that are mooing through it to really just bring out the cow head aspect of it and I think uh, that would create a, a better scene and it, hopefully yeah. at sunset also <laughs> just because um, it's a nice time to with, watch a movie with and somebody you love right next to you S- Steven is yeah. there anything that could have made this movie creepier Ooh. Uh, okay yes Here's what it is. <laughs> you don't even have to say what it was. You, the, 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 answer is, the answer is yes. All right, what would that thing be? Follow-up uh-huh. question. Uh, some, some things it was missing, uh, in no particular order. Uh, zombies in the traditional sense. Uh, Nazis. I would have I been creeped out by from some Nazis. Especially because he just converted to Judaism. Yeah. 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 Or children. <laughs> there are no children in this movie. Oh, yeah, exactly. There are no children in the movie. Yeah. Chris, I think that's a steal. Chris is now king of bullshit mountain again. Ooh, Chris, I have a question for you. What is all this a metaphor for? Alex, I think it's a metaphor for the search for meaning of life. Um, you know, he uh, Ozaki is. Wait, wait, wait pause for a second. Chris, does that mean Monty Python's mean meaning of life was a metaphor for this movie? That is how metaphors work. I think is that if one <laughs> they're all connected. If yeah, one they're all no. It's not a metaphor for the meaning of life. It's a metaphor for the search for one's life's meaning. Oh, uh, which is a lesser known Monty Python movie. <laughs> not yeah, as good. A lesser. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, John Cleese wasn't involved, but no. It's it's because uh, Minami is constantly searching to complete this task, and he thinks that his you know his story is all about completing this task but it turns out that what he's really looking for is a sense of community um with his brother and his other brother who happens to be a sexy lady uh, that his but what, uh, first brother is living inside of yes who then is how, living outside of but how do you explain all like the freudian angst and the the adolescent anxiety and and all the penis stuff and breast milk and that yeah. that stuff who doesn't have penis stuff to deal with i mean come on yeah. Um, so the penis stuff was a metaphor for other penis stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some, sometimes so, a penis is just a penis, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> just a magnificent Frankensteinian penis. Yeah. yeah. Well, a little bit scarred up, but you know. When we're done yeah, recording that... this, I have some penis stuff to go take care of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so this came out in 2003. Why didn't this win Best Picture instead of Return of the King? Great question. Well, this is it's solid. The studio system 
is fucking <laughs> the uh, fucking over the artists. As, yeah, um, I think that's what it is. With you know, this, this movie actually got uh, it was it was going it's to go the only way the studio system could get hard. Mm. Yeah, God, <laughs> take that, uh, Fox Searchlight. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, isn't this essentially the same movie as Finding Nemo? And why wasn't there a lawsuit? <laughs> it's a different movie for two reasons, Ezra. Uh, Minami is not Osaki's father. Okay. And right. no he's, one his is his brother a fish. slash. Yeah. <laughs> what about I the think guy? you nailed it, Chris. I think that's King of Bullshit Mountain. <laughs> Great Chris job. Great job. Our reigning Sorry, champion. Everyone. When you see those fires burning, see those fires burning. The old fever is a rising. Uh, all right, you guys, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. So we're going to go in reverse Super. order, which means I'm up first. So I should say, I guess this is a place to say this. I really did enjoy this movie, and I don't normally like things that are beautiful but weird. You could have stopped at things, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't normally like things. I am horribly misrepresented on this show. But anyway, (laughs) on this show that you made about hating things. The input is designed. Anyway, I... I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was weird, but like, and the ending I thought was so fun. Where like after all that coming out of her vagina, they're like, and then she just needed a bath, and then like she's in the bath, and then they're skipping hand in hand, and they're all friends. And that's awesome. to a one second shot of the director laughing in our faces. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah, is that I, the director? I thought it was really great, but one of my like I loved all of the design, the visual stuff, especially like it was really well shot on a, for a very low budget. It looked super cool, and. My favorite thing was the sound design. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was some really great creepy sounds, including most of the time somebody just like, it sounded like someone not knowing how to play an instrument. And that is a very smart way to do sound design on a low budget is because you don't have to hire musicians. You can just hire children with instruments. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and now presenting the Tokyo's Children's Choir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and now, presenting, uh, now presenting a toddler like tr- banging on this oboe you know that's what it, it, it turned out really creepy sounding and that was a great <laughs> way to on say oboe, funny. like you do <laughs> drumming on to, a street light i was trying to imp- i was trying to think of the name of any stringed <laughs> instrument and i failed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes you just grab a banana Ezra. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it woodwind is that what oboe is yes yeah. definitely yep. it's uh, a double reeded woodwind <laughs> it, is. it is that's uh that's steven's law Anyway, <laughs> what's the law? It's just a description of an oboe. It's your law. Don't talk to me. You're the one. My law is just <laughs> describing an oboe. <laughs> your law is kind of the shittiest law. <laughs> Actually, of all the laws, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, it's great. You just go to like stevenslaw.com and like you type in your address and just shows you all you. the places to get an oboe. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Even, it just tells you these are the parts of an oboe. <laughs> I see that you're living in San Francisco. An oboe has 47 keys. <laughs> what the fuck, Stephen? Why are you doing what? it? I just, it's amazing that our tax dollars pay for that. That's great. <laughs> How does an oboe have 47 keys? I don't know. I'm, that that time I felt good about the improvisation. All right, Chris, what's your minor compliment? Uh, so. Classic Chris here. I just thought that swinging a small dog around on a leash, particularly a fake, a very fake small dog, uh, was pretty funny. And I I thought that that was definitely played for laughs. And initially going in, I thought this was going to be a comedy horror. And this made me delighted that it was this comic in being so weird and serious. It does. It keeps you on your toes because it goes for so long without something funny happening. And then uh, something really hysterically funny happens. And it's just so weird. And that was one where I was like, I mean, he said it was a joke. So like, obviously you knew he was going to do something funny with that dog, but yeah, you didn't know how funny (laughs) it it was like just a great opening like that all happened in like the first two minutes, which just really set the, set the tone for the movie really well. Definitely. Yeah. It set the tone for you shouldn't be shopping online right now. It, you should wait till it's dark to watch this. <laughs> uh. Also, there's a lot of reading, which I don't appreciate in our sponsorships. I like I don't like a movie I have to actually watch the whole of. <laughs> yeah, because you can't do your online shopping. Cause you yeah, I can't read. buy yeah. shoes while I'm doing this. I need to be reading. Yeah. By the uh, way, holy shit, Alex, in follow-up, an oboe has 45 keys. Whoa. Whoa. Damn close. Oh. Yeah. 
Did you go to stevenslaw.com to find that? <laughs> That's right. Also known as wikipedia.org slash stevenslaw. Right. <laughs> Redirects uh, just to oboe. It's simpler. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mean oboe fact? <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean a description of the oboe? <laughs> I was so close. That's really awesome. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, so going backwards, Ezra, what's your minor compliment? So I actually do have a reason why this whole movie happened. I think it actually was a long con um, on mm. the part of Ozaki. This entire thing was just his plan to like to so not get he, murdered. Well, yeah. So so he killed. Yeah. So he just wanted to kill this like um, bad boss, right? That was his entire plan. So he um, first he acts like he's crazy, kills the dog, um, makes it so like I guess uh, uh, his brother has to kill him um then knows that he will like get resurrected uh you know through a woman and since he's a woman now he can totally seduce and uh kill the boss as a result like he doesn't realize that his brother's going to beat him to it with electric healing the ass ladle but i think this is pretty much all going according to plan for him yeah and they were just going to rule the yakuza with that little triumvirate of brother brother and woman who birthed brother yeah yeah who's younger than brother i I you know actually I didn't get to I didn't do very well in uh, in um, in King of Bullshit Mountain so I didn't get to explain this but I do have a theory as to what I actually think was going on yeah I do too oh really let's let's yeah. let's, let's uh, theory theory time with Stephen we, we only have we only have uh, a couple minutes so let me be quick but I uh, yeah you go I think that I I thought that like there was something was that organized crime is bad. And okay. it makes you go crazy because you're doing horrible things all the time. And so he had to murder this his brother, and he felt super guilty about it. And so after he had, he actually did do it, and then the rest of it was just him slowly going nuts, and like trying he was trying to find his brother and save him and bring him back. Oh, and it was him slow his slow descent into madness. And then in the end, he like finds his brother in that woman, and it's because that woman uh, killed him and took his spot. And then they're like his heaven is just like dealing with finally getting his brother back and getting laid and being friends with everybody and not having to murder anybody that yeah. was sort of what that was like loosely what i thought was going That's on it's a low grade heaven i feel like he he could have he could have worked on the details a little bit longer mm. like yeah well it's one of the you know when they say there's people who believe that heaven is whatever you think it is he didn't bother to think that much about it <laughs> he should have thought a little bit more <laughs> yeah. gotta put some time into it you gotta be it's like riddles you know you gotta have all the details ironed mm. out before you go Steven, did you, think, you have Steve? an explanation yeah, mine's, I guess, less of an explanation, more like metaphorically what I thought going on. But I alluded to it with um, in King of Bullshit Mountain with, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's sort of like it's it's a journey of going from through puberty to adulthood. Like, I just think everything yeah. sort of adds up. The anxiety you feel, all the penis stuff, like having sex with your family, being born <laughs> and dying and being a virgin. And that's why I think like after everybody, like the, the scene of them holding hands, like I think that's the glimpse of them in adulthood after they got through this painful time. That, like, everything and, ended up being okay. And they decided to have a plural marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely what that scene meant. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's actually, I think it's a really interesting. There's definitely, especially with, like, the breast milk and the peanut stuff, definitely. I mean, yeah. it's kind of nice that this movie, like, will pretty much accept any explanation as equally logical. <laughs> I, like, I do appreciate that. There's so much random weird shit in this yeah. movie. This movie was about yeah. the, the genocide of cows that we're doing for our, our food system. This was a PETA yeah. movie. Yeah. I'll buy it. I don't yeah. know. Uh, awesome. All right, Steve. Uh, fin- Steven, finish us up with your minor compliment. Um, my compliment is I, I just think uh, so. I guess for good problem solving skills, I was reading a little bit about the making of this movie, and there's one scene we didn't talk about where he's oh. on the journey to find his uh, brother, and he goes to a store where uh, an American woman is. Uh, oh he yeah, talks to an American woman, and the woman uh, couldn't speak Japanese, and they had to put cue cards for her to to say the Japanese phonetically, and <laughs> she was really bad at it. So they just included the the cue cards in the movie, <laughs> which yeah, I thought that was, was so interesting. Yeah. I thought she sounded impressively nearly Japanese. Yeah, the, me yeah, too. I totally to thought me. she was speaking Japanese fluently. Oh, I knew. I knew. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably did. Classic Ezra. Always yeah. judging people on the quality of their Japanese fluency. What's going to go by Tombstone? But, I mean, that he took what would have been like an awkward sort of like, oh, this, this woman can't act. Or maybe that's not the case. But, like, I thought that was a hilarious scene yeah. and one of my favorite scenes in a movie right now. Like, that pre- was it was really pretty fun. great. It, and it was yeah. great that they, they made a world that was, like, weird enough so that wasn't that weird. 
Well, yeah, right. it, in fact, it's str- it doesn't stick. Like we forgot to talk about it. <laughs> that's <how laughs> yeah, I, that's totally like one of the most forgettable scenes to me, and it, it was pretty funny. And I loved using the subtitles as like her, the phonetics stuff in Japanese because yeah. it really was like, oh yeah, this is a woman who's not her Japanese isn't great, and it's like the movie makers are insulting her for not speaking better Japanese. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really fun. It I was great. I love the idea of making a movie that's so weird that nothing can be wrong. Yeah. yeah, That's a really clever way of like bulletproofing yourself for later. I wonder if Birdemic would have done that if it had done better. If it had been weirder, we wouldn't have minded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, so like in Birdemic, there's that one really terribly animated gas can <clears throat> that was like trying to save this plot element by having like a hand, a cartoon gas can behind the car. <laughs> That's and right. all they had to do was they just had to have a couple more animated things and then it would have seemed like a decision instead of a mistake. Yeah, I mean, I think you could say, whatever you can say about this movie, it's that it seemed to be a little bit intentional, so yeah. good job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It seemed like they were <laughs> All right, you guys, that's it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back. Again, next week, of course, next week we're going to be talking about Heaven is for Real, the movie. I, it doesn't, I don't want us to be the podcast that mostly re- reviews bad religious nut movies, but there just happened to be a couple of them in a row that we had to see, so this we're going to do it. This is such a bummer. I'm, yet again, I'm going to be at the movie theater, like, mere steps away from seeing Captain America and still will not be able to see it. Oh, It was, it was really good. Ah! I... I've I'll just heard, tell you everything that happens in Captain no! America if you want. I've heard yeah. I've heard not great things about Captain America, but I, a, a fan of ours oh, did say really that if we reviewed it, it, we have to make sure we talk about the weird elevator thing. Ooh. They've got a thing for elevators, apparently. Uh, I don't know. I haven't was seen a, it. There was a great elevator in that movie. I don't know if that's specifically what... Could be. But, man, that was, if, if you have an elevator fetish, check out yeah. Captain America 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been what she was suggesting. Uh, anyway, well... You know what, Ez? Treat yourself. Go go watch Captain America in between these two so you don't have to be so sad. I don't have time. <laughs> I know. That's the sad I'll thing. I'll just tell you what happens. No! Okay, so we open no! on... So he, we open up... <laughs> oh, it's, it's really simple, Ezra. He used to be Private America, and then he worked his way up. And then if he keeps it up long enough, he is going to be Commandant America. <laughs> yeah. We used to have a Private America before the NSA. <laughs> that was uh, our whole point of today's of show movie. was to get to that cr- criticism of the way the NSA is spying on Americans <laughs> alright anyway so we're talking about Heaven's News for Real next week it's going to be weird but uh, we got to do it and then we're going to get jump into some more sponsorships so join us for that if you if you see Heaven's for Real and you have some thoughts on it let us know uh, go to readdutchweep.com slash contact and you can send us an email or we're on facebook.com slash readandweep and we're on twitter at read underscore weep Plus, you can always talk to any one of us individually if you can tell us apart and you know which one you want to talk to. I'm, I'm at Chris. Alex underscore Falcone on Twitter. Uh, that was at Chris Smith. Nope. And then also at, or sorry, at, at C. Walter Smith. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not even close to that. <laughs> I'm sorry, at C. Walter Smith. Sounds like this. Thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm Chris here. It's, actually, you know what? One of the things that makes it worse to distinguish you two is that I always say goodbye to you at the same time. Oh, also, yeah. thanks for being here at Ezra Fox. Yeah, I still don't use Twitter. You're the Ezra Fox of this show. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, and also, thank you for being here at Carter Street 42. Yeah. Oh, it's like the Follow Jump Street for... spinoff. <laughs> yeah, it's a really bad spinoff that's just about oboes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, butt cleaning robots and oboes. <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot Steve. about the butt cleaning and robots. Yeah. F- follow Stephen for his oboe facts that he tweets all the time. <laughs> yep. The oboe takes over seven weeks to manufacture and is done mostly by hand. What? Thank you, Stephen. So, I would not tweet that out, and here's why: is because that's not a description of an oboe. That is a fact about the oboe. <laughs> I would oboe just... is a double-reeded woodwind. <laughs> right. The oboe, oboe is usually black in color. Yes, exactly. All right. Tapered well... end. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, thanks for being here, Stephen. Really appreciate it. You were, yeah, you were requested by our sponsor, Alex. So oh, thank you. I yeah, appreciate thanks, that. Thank and thank you, you Alex, for sponsoring. If you guys want to sponsor, the best way to do it is go to readthesweep.com and sign up for the mailing list. You'll find out when we have more episodes available, and that will be soon. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back again next week. Goodbye. That's right,